Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sunshines. You are welcoming to another episode of the Evolvepreneur After Hours podcast. I am your host, Christine Campbell Rappin, and I'm on a complete and utter mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference, navigate the messy world of startup, reinvention, plot twists, and sometimes a setback. Joining me today, we're going to dig deep with our guest, and he is going to share insights of what it takes to launch a successful startup in the world of software. He's going to share best concepts and strategies to help you fast track your business. Please give a warm welcome to our guest today. It is Ayush Singhvi. Super excited because he's the founder of a company called Build. He is there to democratize entrepreneurship and making it easier and less capital intensive for non-technical founders to start software businesses. Their approach is to build a very focused MVP for bootstrapping founders that are just good enough to start making revenue. So a very warm welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Super excited. So talk to me about one of the biggest challenges you see for founders in the software space. What's the mistake that you guys are trying to solve with your company, Bill? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things we see really frequently is that founders have this, you know, they're visionaries. They have this long-term vision of what their product needs to do. And in most cases, um, it has a lot of bells and whistles, right? So they, they wanted to do the world. And that is a challenge because what tends to happen is that if you try to build everything at once, you kind of, you know, get into this mindset where you're building something out for like two years and then you're shipping a project, a product to market. Um, and like kind of our approach is, uh, you know, to change that and focus on kind of the, the main problem that founders are trying to solve and just build something that's just good enough that, you know, they can put it out to market and start making maybe a little bit of money off of it and getting some initial customers. And then using those customers and having those conversations to then drive um, future product development. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's kind of like the, the big disconnect that, that we're seeing. It's true. I think a lot of us get too far down the idea of building a product without checking if it's a minimal viable product and will the market pay for it. I call it the Kevin Costner field of dreams. I'll build it. They will come. Except that they don't. And a lot of companies stall. And so I'm curious, talk to us a little bit about your early journey as your own entrepreneur. So you, of course, are mentoring others. But when you first started out, what was your big expectation as you launched your business? And did it prove to be true? Oh. Uh I mean, there were so many, but we've, we've pivoted a couple of times. So I guess like my first expectations were completely different from like what we're, you know, what we're doing now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just in terms of what we were expecting, like how much traction we were expecting initially. And I thought, you know, this is a world changing solution um, and people are going to be like trying to break down the door and trying to get their hands on it course uh did not happen that way um <laughs> but yeah i think uh generally though i think we've you know after like the first couple of pivots to 
our messaging now and what we're doing now. I think we're getting like a really good response. Uh, lots and lots of people are really like resonating with it. Uh, I love it because there is a fine tuning that happens. And thank you for your honesty about, well, I thought it was going to be so easy to acquire clients. And we often find that it's a bigger struggle. So, you know, if you were looking back or you know, as you mentor people who are on the journey starting out, what a piece of advice would you give for somebody to, you know, to have, I'm going to use the worst word ever, realistic expectations? What a piece of advice would you give to someone starting out or do you give to your clients today? Uh, I, I mean, I don't think it's about having realistic expectations. I think it's about having an area of focus, right? So one thing that like kind of happens is like you know people build a product and they're like or are tr trying to build a product and they're like oh it's going to be useful for like these guys and also like these guys and like this customer segment and this customer segment and like it, you know you want to make it so that like the maximum number of users can potentially use it but um unfortunately that approach kind of gets you like gets you a product that like is kind of good at like five different things, but not really good at anything, uh, not really exceptional at, at anything. So the kind of advice that we give is that focus on a niche mm -hmm. and focus on like one particular segment whose problem you can solve really well and just ignore the other guys for now, right? So this is a concept from like this book called uh, Crossing the Chasm. Uh, and, you know, these are your like beachhead customers. So you want to get like your initial customers and you want to capture as much market share there. And then from that group, you can start looking at like different markets. So, yeah, it's just about focusing on one particular group of or kind of users first. Guys, this is a rock solid golden nugget right there because it is one of the mistakes that we really struggle with as entrepreneurs in our early world because we do think there's so many people that could value it. And while that might be true from a potential point of view, the truth is the more specific you are, the smaller customer group you serve, the more impact and income you actually can create. It's an inverse equation. And I say to people, if you're lost in the sea of sameness, stop trying to serve multiple people. Get really known for one thing. Become the go-to person for it. And you're saying a minimal viable thing that doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles. And you can add to it later. I think that's really it, guys. It's a golden nugget right there for sure. So I'm curious, you know, in your own journey, your business has grown quite a lot and you have very big plans for exit. What do you think you need from a foundation point of view to, to get through that successfully? Because startup is not the same as a hundred people business, different skill set, different kind of challenges, kind of where are you at with that journey? Absolutely. Um, we're, we're figuring it out. Uh, we're we're in the process of figuring it out. So I think one of the biggest differences um, is kind of like having a process in place for all the different functions, you know, a process for like evaluating performance, a process for just like doing everything uh, that we do. As a startup, you, you kind of expect... Um, there's a different kind of energy in, in in the company and like people just like go ahead and like figure things out because everybody's doing it for the first time and mistakes are made along the way but the mistakes aren't like they don't have as big of an impact because you're such a small company and you can you have a lot more visibility and you can see and fix things like very quickly 
um, that becomes a challenge as your company gets bigger. So the way to, I think, address that is to have like solid processes in place that kind of detail like, okay, this is kind of, you know, a really good way to handle this situation if this ever happens mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. So that's what we're trying to build out in the company at this point. Yeah, it's definitely a transition. The startup phase where you have all eyes on what's happening and then a transition where you you hopefully uh, kind of step up back and become a little bit more of the CEO, a little bit more high level, a little bit more strategic and not so much in the weeds. And it could be a very rough transition emotionally because it's your baby. It's your your vision. So I'm curious, you know, when you're taking a company from idea to concept and to growing a business that has you know, more than just the solo idea generator, what do you think are the critical hires that need to be laying the foundation to create a business that is scalable and one that creates revenue? Oh, initially? Um, I think early stages. Early stages, I think, you know, a, a lot of the companies that we work with are generally bootstrap founders, right? So it's difficult to bring on like team members at that stage. Um, and I'm also not sure if like that's the that's the best idea initially. I think of the founders really, really need to understand their customers well and like be the ones having most of those conversations and like, uh, you know, getting th- those insights. Um, eventually, I think it, it's hard to generalize, but I think like... Um, maybe a product manager who knows the industry really well is uh, really, really essential to a business that like, you know, post validation after some revenue um, Mm -hmm. that you want to scale because that person would understand the trends in the industry and would know, you know, what kind of users are expecting uh, just from their experience. Um. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what what kind of business you are you have. You know, whether it's a sales team, um, if you're like a direct, you know, like B two B business, or whether it's a marketing team, if you're thinking about a consumer product. Um, it's hard to generalize, but I think a product manager is. You- I think that's a great suggestion because it is that if you can stay close to the eye of a customer, or close to the ears, and really listen and understand, that's where you're going to find insights on what really moves the needle. Uh, because it's the it's the conduit to what is the one problem you need to solve, and I know one of the pieces of advice I thought for you know, for, for reading your story was that it, it is about finding the one thing that you can do exceptionally well that solves their problem, and you will be able to get breakthrough if you're really solid on that. So I'm curious as you look, you know, as your business is growing, what's what's the still one problem that your business is solving? Uh, it, it's the same one. I think, uh, you know, the issue that we've seen in uh, with a lot of like founders is that when they're trying to build a product, they they don't, especially non-technical founders, right? They don't have, um, they don't have like kind of the knowledge of how to build an app, obviously. And the teams that they go to, like typical software development teams are, they're quite competent, but they're not the type to give feedback to the founder, right? So in most cases, like if you go to a bigger like dev shop, 
um, you would typically tell them what you want built and they would go and execute that and build it for you, right? Which is, I think, not the right way to have that conversation as an early stage founder because you want somebody to go back to you and say, like, this isn't the right thing to do or this isn't the best way to execute this or this isn't the best way to accomplish this goal. Um, and, you know, and coming back to what I said earlier, like founders have a very big vision of what they want to do. So when they give those specs to a typical software development company, they get a code and they end up spending like a hundred grand, 200 grand on something that may or may not work. will take like a year and a half to develop, you know? Um, so that, that's really what we're trying to solve. We're trying to make it easier for founders to like, um, figure out what their customers want and then build something that they can put into market, get revenue. And once they, you know, get revenue, like life just becomes easier. It's easier to hire talent. It's easier to fund more development. It's easier to raise capital. It's like, you know, once you've de-risked it, once you've validated it by revenue, um, yeah, it, life becomes easier. So that should, I think, uh, be the first goal. I think it's an important goal, in, not just in the software space. And I think that validate the market is essential. Uh, and it does build a snowball. I agree with that 100%. So I'm curious, you know, you've got, I love what you're up to. I love the fact that you're really mentoring people. And I do also think there was a great nugget there, which is you need a thinking partner. You need somebody not just to go execute what your suggestion is, but to help round out the idea. So as you look to your company and where you want to be, kind of vision cast for me, where do you guys hope you are a year from now? A year from now. Okay. Um, so we're, we're about, uh, you know, about 40 people, uh, right now. I want the company to be about a hundred by the end of next year. Um, and we want to double the, you know, the size of the company. And that means like, it's an audacious goal, I think. Um, and what that means is like having process and processes in place, um, I think this goal like kind of forces us to have these processes in, processes in place that you know helps us figure out hiring, helps us figure out performance reviews, helps us figure out marketing, sales, all of those things to be able to accomplish that in a sustainable way, right? Um, so that's that's what we're trying to accomplish is like building the infrastructure that uh, lets us scale to that level. I love it. That is definitely an audacious goal. And I'm, and I'm curious, in, in that light of, you know, obviously that's what your team goal is, do you see yourself shifting to serve bigger projects or is it more about just more individual founders? What's the other side, the revenue side piece? For the revenue side to be or 100 people total. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's a combination. So we do want to like, you know, serve more founders. So right now we primarily just work in like New York and uh, LA. Like those are two main markets. Uh, but we do want to like kind of work with founders across uh, across the country, across the world. And we want to start uh, working on entrepreneurial projects for companies, right? So take on initiatives from like kind of larger organizations and help them execute some of their like entrepreneurial ideas uh, or yeah, uh, just things that they want to try. So that's something that we, we are looking to get into, but uh, it, it's a goal. Uh, we haven't, we we're just about to start like putting uh, effort behind that. Okay. So this would be my last question then. As you, as you go into this vision, I'd love it. So you're going to shift not only, you know, the size of your team, which is 
which is awesome, you're going to expand the product offering, expand uh, the amount of clients that you're currently serving. Um, and you said, you know, we need the structure. We need the structure to make it happen. How are you as, you know, one of the lead thinking people of your team investing in yourself to make sure that you're becoming the leader that can support that kind of organization? Is there a plan that you've got going on or are there areas in the gaps that you may have identified that said, yeah, for me to really be that level of leader, I need to focus here personally because it isn't just, uh, you know, we don't we don't come fully hatched. I always say we, we grow to the level that we need to support. And this is a big growth plan. So I'm curious what your current plans are for yourself and for your own development to support that journey. Absolutely. So I uh, I have been trying to learn a lot of these things, right? So example, you know, the early stage uh, kind of aspect of it, I've, I've done many times and with like a lot of different founders. So I'm very, very confident um, in that space. What I'm like kind of trying to learn and get better at is the scaling aspect of it, right? Uh, specifically with my own company and while I'm executing this, I'm just like trying to consume as much information um, from mentors, from books to kind of figure out what the best way is to like bring a company that is a startup to a company that's kind of, uh, you know, more established, has these processes in place. For example, what's the best way to hire executives? What do you look for when you're hiring an executive team member? What do you look for when you're creating an appraisal system or a performance review system? Like those kinds of things, just studying and asking advice from uh, people who have done it before. This is an awesome, this is a great accelerator. I love the fact that you're self-aware of the gap and the fact that, you know, you're going to look to others who are a little further along the journey because the way that you're mentoring your peers is the same way that they will mentor other peers. It's such a domino effect. It's one of the things I find fun, fun, fun about the world of business. It has been super fun to learn about the journey that you're on. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Guys, this is a wrap on another amazing episode of the Evolvepreneur After Hours program. And before you go, though, if you've loved this episode, we'd love a five-star review. And if you are a peer of ours, an entrepreneur in the world, making waves and making impact, we'd love to hear from you and invite you to be a guest on our program. Make sure you're subscribing to future episodes and we look forward to welcoming you. If you're an entrepreneur today, just want to remind you, today is the perfect day to take a chance, grow forward, and in the world of our guests today, have some big, hairy, audacious goals. Thanks very much, guys. We will see you on our next episode.